going on guys this is gary today is the 22nd of september it's a sunday game week six has ended not too long ago so hope everybody did well hope you guys are seeing lots of green arrows uh we are and so we're extremely excited about that so we'll go through our team a little bit um one quick thing if you guys are looking for us on instagram we are still around um but there has been some uh, hijinks, some tomfoolery going on in the FPL community. So unfortunately, a lot of um, FPL teams uh, have been hacked. Um, ours, thankfully, has not. So we're okay there. Uh, but where I'm going with this is that we are also fairly active on Twitter. Uh, Instagram is kind of, you know, our, our home, but Twitter sort of our home away from home. And uh, a lot of accounts there are saying that they've been hacked. Um, their teams have been deleted. Um, people have gone in and, and made like a crazy amount of, you know, a couple hundred, few hundred transfers, um, just completely ruining these people's seasons. Now, um, although we didn't get hit by that or attacked or targeted or whatever you want to call it, um, we did get um, a security breach alert from Instagram, and so they have just temporarily suspended our, or locked, I guess, temporarily locked our Instagram account just to make sure everything's cool. So, so far, everything looks all right. doesn't look like any horrible messages have been sent out or... Um, or any posts have been taken down or the account's been deleted or anything crazy like that. So we're happy about that. We are, however, gutted for um, the poor guys and gals whose FPL teams were completely wiped out. Uh, it is ridiculous that there are people that would go in and intentionally try to hack somebody's team and, um, and do this kind of thing. So... And it has been fairly widespread, at least um, as much as we can tell from Twitter. So, you know, this is a, a time when we should all support uh, each other in the community. And, and we always like to support our community. Um, and so we just want to wish those guys all the best. Hopefully, Fantasy Premier League folks uh, will be able to somehow remedy this and return their teams to them. <clears throat> but again, we are horribly sorry for you guys. Um, and also, we will be inactive on Instagram for another couple of days. Hopefully by Tuesday morning, we should be back up and running um, and just, you know, going at, uh, at full speed like <clears throat> we normally do. But until then, let's do a little podcasting. All right. So first, let's go through, let's talk about some observations from game week six. Um, absolutely insane. Um, the amount of um, bad luck and good luck. I mean, two polar extremes here. Um, you know, people captaining Sterling and um, vice captaining KDB and then getting all of the points that KDB generated, really doubling <clears throat> the amount of points, um, the number of managers that had um, Lundstrom as the first sub on their bench, who I believe he got 12 points, um, is amazing. We are, 
among both of those two crowds. We did Captain Sterling and got all of the the benefit of the vice captaining of Kevin De Bruyne, um, and also we had Lundstrom in the first spot on our bench. And this shows a couple of things. One is it's important who your vice captain is because you never know. Um, and two, it's important that you organize your bench as best as you can. Now, you may not have uh, a goalkeeper and three outfield players that all start regularly on their teams, but um, pick the one or two that do and arrange them as best you can on your bench because things like this happen. Um, Josh, my son, actually had three players replaced and um, got a lot of points from the bench. Or when I say replaced, I mean auto-subbed. Let's see. He had um, he had Zinchenko, who didn't play. Sterling obviously didn't play. And Greenwood didn't play. So he had Dunk come on with six. Ake come on with eight. And Lundstrom come on with 12. So what is that? 26 points. Um for him. So, you know, a lot of very fortunate people and a lot of people that kind of got, um, you know, the, the bitter end of that stick as well. Um, for us, let's go through how, who our team was. Okay. So the way we originally had it arranged was Pope and goal. We had Van Dyke, Digne, and Peters in the back. So we played a three, five, two, um, in our midfield, we had McGinn, Cantwell, Salah, Sterling, who was our captain, and KDB was our vice captain. And then we had Pukki and Kane up top. Of course, Sterling didn't play, um, so he gets auto-subbed by Lundstrom, who was number one on our bench. And then we also get um, the added benefit of doubling De Bruyne's 17 points for 34 as he became our default captain. So we ended with 89 points. Um, we were extremely excited about. And actually, we went from... Let me see if I can find this. We went from... We started the game week at 609,000. Actually, almost 610. Very close to 610. Uh, 610K... And after our auto subs and everything took place, we are now well under um, 100,000. We are at 74K is our new rank. So, you know, we dropped, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of spots, which just goes to show you how tight things are, even in the top million or so. Um, so even if you think that your season's lost because you had a crap weekend, uh, we're here to tell you that, um, that no, actually, uh, you may, you may, you know, be the benefactor of a little bit of luck like we were and, um, and come out on the, the same sort of good side that we did this weekend. So, uh, you know, don't fret, keep plugging away and good things will eventually happen. Let's look at this week's dream team, made up mostly, honestly, of uh, Manchester City players. So in goal, we've got Ramsdale with 10 points. In the back, there's four defenders, Otamendi with 15. Uh, 
Cresswell with 14, Lundstrom with 12, and Pereira with 9. And then the midfield is almost entirely Manchester City. We've got Bernardo Silva with 19. He was the hat-trick hero of the weekend. De Bruyne not far behind with 17 points. Mares not far behind him with 15 points. Yarmolenko and David Silva each with 11 points. And then Wood up top alone with 13 points. Looking ahead to game week seven, uh, here's what we are going to do. We are going to transfer out Harry Kane despite the goal, which was a very nice goal. Great effort by him. He wanted to score that thing more than anything you could tell. He just hasn't been delivering the value that we want, and we think we can get it for a little cheaper. We were very stuck on the premium striker um, strategy you know, up until very, very recently and just decided we can upgrade our team in other areas and um, ultimately generate more points than if we just held on to Kane. So what we've done is we will transfer out Kane and bring in Abraham, who has a nice little stretch ahead of him. Yes, he blanked uh, against Liverpool today, but um, he'll be back. You know, everybody's going to blank occasionally. So we've replaced Kane with Abraham, and we replaced Digne with Otamendi. Uh, Digne is another player where he's just not delivering the amount of value. Um, <clears throat> we th- you know, Otamendi will be nailed on for a while. Their fixtures look quite good. Uh, Otamendi had a great weekend, um, and we've been looking for a Man City defensive asset anyway, so it would have been between him and, uh, and Ederson anyway, and Otamendi is a much cheaper way in. Moving forward then, because we have a lot of money. Here's our team. So here's our lineup. Starting 11, Pope in goal, three at the back. We've got Van Dyke, Otamendi, and Peters right now. Uh, in the middle, we've got five. We've got Cantwell, Sterling, De Bruyne, Sala, and McGinn, <clears throat> who had a nice little game today. Um, and up top, we've got two. We've got Abraham and Pookie. Next week, when we have uh, another free transfer, we will upgrade Van Dyke to Alexander-Arnold. And then the week after that, we will upgrade Greenwood to Barnes. Assuming, of course, nobody gets injured and things sort of continue on the path that they're on. And our bench as of right now is Button, Lundstrom, who is a great uh, player to be able to rotate in and out. Kelly, who didn't start for Crystal Palace today, so that's a little bit concerning that maybe his starting spot is gone. And Greenwood, um, who didn't even travel with Manchester United, I think he had tonsillitis or something like that. Um, So we'll have to wait and see. But we're excited about where our team is right now, and we're excited about where it's going. Um, Other observations from game week six is that um, Man City, of course, as we said, we're going to just go out and make an example of Watford. They beat Watford 6-0 in the League Cup final a few months ago and um, even bested that. It was a 6-0 blowout. This was an 8-0 blowout in what? They scored five goals in the first 19 minutes today. So um, just a ridiculous performance by then. Um, They desperately now need to 
um, both score as many goals as possible in case they catch up with Liverpool and it comes down to goal differential, um, but also, of course, need to win every game um, or as many as possible to be able to make up that five-point differential because that's quite a bit right now, especially the, with the way Liverpool are playing. <clears throat> Callum Wilson, once again, the easiest goal he will ever score in his entire life. But, you know, uh, luck favors um, those who who work hard and create opportunities for themselves. And he was in the right spot at the right time um, and knocked in a very, very easy one. He's another player that um, doesn't get the acknowledgement and the attention that he should. He's had returns in every single game. Um, since the beginning of the season, and yet he's somehow still a bit under the radar. Uh, Son, if you're going to get a Spurs player, I think Son is the player to get. He just plays in a more advanced role. He looks hungrier than Kane, and um, he's much he's a much cheaper way into the team than Kane as well. I think I thought Vardy looked good. Of course, Madison looked good, but he's injured now. Um, but those are a couple of players definitely to have on your watch list. Barnes, I think, was probably a little bit unlucky not to score this weekend, um, but he, of course, will be back. Uh, you don't start the season that well and then just all of a sudden um, fall off the face of the earth. So he'll be back. Everton, I just don't know what to do with those guys, uh, both sort of from an attacking standpoint, although Richarlison, I guess, looked okay. Um, Sigurdsson is nowhere to be found. Uh, they haven't sorted out their striker situation, and defensively, they're a mess. <clears throat> so not a ton of value in that squad. Sheffield, United, of course, Lundstrom is um, a value get, and I think Norwood is a really, really valuable um or value player to have to Man City. <clears throat> a lot of people transferring out Sterling. And I think if he's not now, he at least was among the top five most transferred out players, um, even as a as of yesterday. And it's absolutely ridiculous to me that that's the point. Yes, he's blanked in two games, but that happens to everyone. You cannot expect players, even the premium players, to have returns every single game. Y'all know what this guy is capable of doing, and just like Bernardo did this weekend, Sterling could have easily just have been Sterling. If Sterling would have started that game, he would have had a hat trick or a performance like De Bruyne as well. So, um, you know, let's not kid ourselves into thinking that, uh, that Sterling has dropped in value. Um, he's definitely, I still think, an essential player to hold on to. It'll be interesting with Aguero now. He had a good game. <clears throat> he could have had quite more than he, he scored. Um, but, you know, this whole uh, Jesus thing, Jesus thing sitting in the background is a little bit worrisome. Now Mendy is back, so is Zinchenko's run over? Maybe. Uh, definitely something I wouldn't be a little nervous if I still owned Zinchenko, to be honest. I think David Silva, if you're okay with him being occasionally um, occasionally rotated, then I think he's a great get as well. 
Um, Wolves, uh, what, Dendonker scored, but unfortunately was on his own team. Um, Jota did have a goal, so he's back a little bit, I suppose, but I wouldn't go too crazy on Wolves players, to be honest. Uh, Manchester United just cannot get themselves straight. Looks like um, like Rashford is injured now, so maybe Greenwood does start to get some more starting time. James, thankfully, is fit and healthy, so no reason to worry about him there. Uh, defensively, I thought Juan Basaka was going to be a great asset, but he doesn't seem that he's going to be until that team gets themselves sorted out. Uh, without question, the the glow, the halo effect, the shiny new manager effect um, that was OGS has definitely um, lost its luster. Arsenal, I think Aubameyang is still a good value player to have. Yes, Pepe scored. It was a pen. Um, clearly, this was Emery's attempt to get him on the scoreboard. Still not sure on him. I don't know that I would invest the 9.5 that it takes to get him. I'd rather go for Sun or De Bruyne. Personally, um, Chelsea-wise, uh, Mount had his opportunities, just couldn't convert on them. Same goes with Abraham. Um, and then... Liverpool, uh, Salah just didn't seem to have it. He looked maybe a little bit tired. Same with Mane. <clears throat> Mane left early with a dead leg. So I think he's either 25 or 50% listed for, um, for game week seven. So that's a few players that either that impressed me, but also you, uh, we recommend you have on your watch list for game week seven. All right, guys, that's going to do it for now. A little bit of a recap, a little bit of a look forward. Of course, we will continue to post all kinds of stats and information uh, and opinion and observations on Instagram. Once we get it opened back up, like we said, it shouldn't take more than another couple days. And until then, guys, we hope you got your green arrows. Uh, we hope everybody is doing well, and we will talk to you soon. Peace and goodbye.